Welcome into the Sports Buffoons Podcast. Let's get it going out there, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls out there of the world. Welcome on into the Sports Buffoon Studios once again for episode God knows what we're on at this point, Tanner. Probably 150 by now. I don't it's know. a lot. We've we've lost track, but um, either way, guys, we're, we're glad to be here, of course, once again. And a nice little rundown today of what's going on in the NFL, I would say, as well as, of course, as you guys saw in the thumbnail, your easy money bets of the week. I once again nailed mine last week. I had the Atlanta Falcons covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers eight and a half. And actually they covered and they actually they only lost by six. So I'll take my W on that one. But yeah, good comeback there. We'll we'll get more on the table for you guys here, of course, once again. And we have a lot of great matchups this week. Obviously, here's the crazy thing, guys. For the first time in Mahomes' home career, Patrick Mahomes is a underdog. At home. At home. Yep. So that's what I mean. It's like, so two and a half right now is the line favoring Buffalo Bills. And uh, that's going to be an interesting one to see how that plays out. But we'll, we'll save the Chiefs talk for a few minutes from now. Uh, first and foremost, what you guys sipping on? Uh, some high quality H2O. High quality H2O. You had some barbecue tanner. Is that what you did out here in Kansas City? Yep. Good old Smoketown barbecue down there in Shawnee Mission. I've never even heard of Smoketown Barbecue. So. They do a really good Is job. This, have you been there before? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you they're pretty solid spot. Gather up the neighbors and head on over there and have a powwow. All You've right. never heard of it. I'm going to give you guys some solid advice right now. In terms of Kansas City area barbecue, if you've never heard of it, Please don't go there. I will save yourself the trouble right now. You're, you're such a Casey it, Joe's guy. Hey, if you're such a Casey Joe's it, guy. Everybody knows. How about you go try something else in Casey it, Joe's? Mike? It's trash. If you've never not, heard of it, it's trash. trash. It's I've never heard of it personally, but why are you, why are you calling it the Casey Joe's guys? I'm a Casey Joe's guy. Because the Casey Joe's guys I, don't like any other barbecue. No, I like slaps. I like Q39. Oh, um, slaps. So you're you're slaps. the exception. Big fan of the big fan of a bunch. I don't need to do Have you just tried have Woodyard? Have you tried Yeah? Yeah, I've, I've had yeah, they're many good. other things. I've just never heard of Smoketown. Smoketown. Solid. They have really good so, brisket. That's all. And then Hayward's, of course, that used Hayward's to be around the corner. Solid. Hayward's is a good one. I mean, that's that's close by to here. So yep. No, no hate. You no know hate. what? I changed my mind. Give it a shot, guys. It's good I don't stuff. Know. I don't know. Specialty sandwiches out shot. there too. Um. So, well, anyways, Jason, what are you sipping on? Uh, I've switched to a full-time buzz baller. Full-time buzz baller. Big ballers. I'm a full-time buzz baller. Nice. I like that quite a bit. What do you got, Mike? Is that a? Ooh, I'm actually. I, I'm falling in line. I'm gonna crack it's, this one. Open. You know, sometimes it is time to fall in line in the society that we live in today. Just fall in line. I'll follow your lead for this. I started a trend. And I feel like you should be following my lead with a lot of my opinions and takes on things. And just, I do. Just do, I do, do what I say and, you know, don't worry about <laughs> the reasons why. Just, just do it. Now, I'm going with you here on the buzzball today. So I'll be sipping on that here throughout the show, I would say. So, guys, uh, first and foremost, we had a hell of a week. Chiefs got a victory, nice victory over the Raiders, 30-29. to 29, And controversial calls, of course. We'll get into that in a minute. But here coming into week six... I, I'm very curious to see what you guys have this week for the betting lines. What are your bets of the week? What are your your takes of the week here? In, in Kansas, of course, things are legalized now, so we're able to actually make bets, place bets, anytime we feel like it. Um, you could be sitting on a toilet, you know, whatever sitting you're into toilet, for your, your throne of choice uh, to make your 
thoughts put into i got i got records apps. if you want them what we're all sitting at you have well, what i'm i know i'm four and one so you're, i lost you're, you're last week but i am one. four and one on my easy you are friends. not four and one. So just, i haven't looked know. but i think i, I might on, Tanner, i don't know but i think i might be five and oh you're five and oh mike i've, no, I've not mi- really i have not missed a single easy money bet yet this year so he beat he just so. barely beat the easy money jg bets yeah congratulations so, yeah, barely, man. Barely. just barely i'm undefeated so i'm doing well on that <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta He's, one up you, man. I gotta get, I gotta JG, get on track here. JG, you're close. You're just right behind me. Damn it, JG, you're you're not quite to the undefeated mark just yet, <laughs> but you are sitting at one and four. Oh, that's okay. That's, that's bull jive. And I'm that's sitting at one and three because I, I just didn't... realized we're not allowed to cuss on this show anymore, so I have to say bull jive. That's bull jive. I, I didn't. I, I re- know that's not true. Mike pointed out I did not make a pit pick in week one. So right because I, we asked I you the talked question, about it and you just but we didn't I didn't yapped, and then you never made a, a choice. Uh, week so. three, I couldn't really find any picks that were made uh, going into week three. Like we talked about a lot of different stuff going into play, and there was never really like, hey, this is my bet. This is what here. So right, I avoided well, week. Three. Maybe we we don't necessarily need to make a choice every show. I would say, but I would say that. You know, when we have a right feeling about something, we should be putting it out there for the rest of the world. I, I, I like the betting. I like betting every show, though. I think this is very fun. This is very of fun. Of course, we track. need to have at least one opinion or one bet per week. And because I know I'm going to have one. I mean, yeah. I, I bet every week now, it seems like. So so, so last week, uh, I'll go about it. Mike did Atlanta plus eight and a half. Right. And they they hit the it. line turned into plus 10, by the way. It did. So, But I still had the eight and a half on the show, which still counted. Still counted. So I'll take it. JG had Pitt doing plus 14, ended up losing that bet in the first quarter. So, and I, I don't feel bad about it. I don't, feel, I, I wouldn't I'm feel bad. Four and one, like I said, that was the first, that four was my one. first yep. loss. Yeah, <laughs> totally ours. Uh, I'm gonna make it up to you guys, though. And then I had South Go Carolina ahead. at plus seven and a half, beating Kentucky actually, and that ended up happening. So, uh, right. Kentucky going down for so the you, you got a win on that one. I did get a win. Okay, underdog win, even. Yes, it was. So that's that's, that's nice. In college ball. So uh, I just wanted to point out too the previous week, uh, JG had Texans plus five and a half, and then he went on and doubled down with the Jet or the Pittsburgh at my, our favorite at three and a half. Double down, baby. And Double they both down. lost. And then Mike that's had true. Pat. <laughs> it's that's true. Pat had uh, Mike had Pats at plus ten and a half. They ended up winning. Uh, that one or uh, Kit, not winning, but they lost to the Packers by like three or something like that. Right. It was it went overtime. Yeah. So and then Cardinals at plus one and a half on the Panthers who ended up winning. And then I had Old Dominion money line, which ended up losing by two freaking points at the end. All so. right. So so Tanner, now that you're done with your misinformation about <laughs> picks, can you please just throw out some easy money? We need some fact checkers to come around here. Look, Look, I want to see your predictions over here. You were damn predictions for this week i'm pulling out i'm pulling out the big cojones on this one guys this is probably the matchup of the week in college football it is college football once again because that's i'm not betting nfl uh are on these because you guys take care of that big matchup number 10 versus number five at number five this is a big 10 matchup penn state michigan at michigan uh up seven uh point spread currently coming into play Give me the Penn State money line at plus 215 coming into play. Penn State beats Michigan in Michigan and takes over the, I guess, would be take over the Big Ten, a.k.a. right under Ohio State. So give me Penn State to win this game over Michigan. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't honestly hate that pick. I don't know if I agree with it. I would probably just take the points there. I said, I'm, I'm dropping big cojones, but this. you're going money line. I'm going money line, which means you have them winning the actual yeah. game, uh, which would obviously pay out better than just going based off the spread. But uh, I was like, oh, okay, I got you. Let's let's hope you can get on the board for a victory. I got a board. I you're last board. week, look, you both are on the board We're, once. He's one of four. <laughs> I'm one of three. You're both on the board once. I'm on the board now, with one loss. Now, what, what's four, funny, what's funny is before this week, uh, I was talking to my buddy AC, who, uh, if you're listening, thank you so much. Um, and he's just like, it's like, I don't know about that easy money bet uh, segment you guys do anymore. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm undefeated. I haven't lost yet. I'll do my picks. So if there's someone that's uh, spitting out some wrong things, then it's not coming from over here. Well, here's the thing. If, if one guy's undefeated, you should probably bet with him. If one of the, the rest of us are like have lost quite a few in a row, Eventually, it's going to turn around, and you should probably try to ride that hot streak. Well, Tanner is going around. for a higher risk. I'm going on the. I'm dropping the big cojones. On so this I'm, I'm, I'm giving you guys more 50-50 shot here, but I love this week. You guys hated my pick last week. You guys gave me the dirty look. I uh, did. And, I did. I had faith in the Buccaneers being all healthy. You oh, drunk. you gave me look, a dirty look. look. look yeah, yeah. Kyle Pitts out. You had mm-hmm. uh, um, who else was out? Uh, Cordell Patterson out, and I felt like that offense wasn't going to move for Atlanta. And they ended up coming back in the fourth quarter to cover they that. probably should have won the game, but Grady Jarrett, you know, and that call and all that, you never know. So Lovely. things could have ended up different. Who knows? All right, anyways, guys, one of my favorite games this week, I never thought I would say this, is actually the Jets and the Packers I knew you were both sitting that. at knew three it. and two on the season. The current line right now at Green Bay is minus seven and a half for the Packers, and I'm loving the Jets to cover this. Ooh. I'm not saying they're going to win the game. I'm saying they'll cover that seven and a half, though. And I think this is going to be a fantastic game. And I think the Jets are coming alive. Some of the playmakers, Brees Hall, of course, had 197 yards last week, 100 yards in the air, 97 yards on the ground. He's really coming into his own. And thank goodness I made that my choice instead of Eli Mitchell because Tanner got screwed. Elijah, yeah, Elijah's just sitting nicely on the IR right now. Right. And so it, okay, and that was all because in, in our draft, I couldn't decide one or the other because I liked both. Because you were 12th, and, right? So you were last. Yes. So you had to go out and get a so, guy. But I, I want you guys know how much I like Brees Hall. Yeah. You guys know coming into this year how much I liked Brees Hall. He's had a really good year so far for a rookie, especially with the Jets. And Correct. Eli Mitchell got injured yeah. in week two. I got nothing to say about Brees Hall yeah. except that you were right from the very beginning. I'm just glad uh, I made him my my choice because like, literally it was I would have been screwed over. Was, I was getting the guy play. that. Mike was not choosing essentially at that point because I was waiting until that next round right. to get Brees, and then he ended up going Brees and Elijah. So. And you guys know how much I liked Brees Hall going into the year. I was a huge yeah. fan of him. Yeah. So uh, he's, he's panning out well in the NFL so far, helping the Jets offense quite a bit. So um, I think he's going to be an active part of this game coming up once again. And I, I believe in the Jets right now to keep games close. I don't think that they're necessarily a great team by any means, but I think the Packers are also a team that are figuring out who they really are right now still in the meantime. As great as Aaron Rodgers is, that offense, I don't know if they have an identity yet figured out what they want to be this year. Um, so I like that seven and a half for the Jets. I like covered. it. I like that bet a lot. Hey, Sir, Sir, uh, Sir, yeah, Sir, Sir, yeah. Uh, hang tight. We'll answer your fantasy question here in just a minute. We'll get JG's easy money to bet. Then we'll answer your question. So hang tight here. We'll answer that for you. So I like that, Mike. Very bold pick. I like bold picks. You're putting your trust in the Jets. And uh, I like, I think it's a good. I guess it's a good solid pick. We'll see how that pans out. I'll give you guys two picks as I usually do. I actually did not like the games. Like there are a lot of games that I just didn't really want to mess with this week, but I did come up with two good ones. So I really like 
Baltimore minus six at the Giants. So Baltimore is three and two. The Giants are four and one. Oh, Um, and I'm going to go with Baltimore in this game to cover on the road. Obviously, we know that Brian Dable is doing some great things over there in New York. Um, Daniel Jones actually looks like sometimes he might actually be an NFL quarterback. So he's improving a little bit. But Baltimore, to me, is a little bit they're a little bit better than three and two. I don't feel like they're a three and two team. And I certainly don't think that the Giants are a four and one team right now. And I don't see this as being a close game. So I am going to take Baltimore to cover the minus six. The other game I'm looking at is the L.A. Chargers. They are minus five at home versus the Denver Broncos. And normally, I think I would take Denver to cover in this game. But the problem is that Russell Wilson has a partially torn lat in his throwing shoulder. I don't want to hear that. Is a huge problem for me, and this could easily turn into a blowout scenario. So I am going to take the LA Chargers to cover minus five at home versus the Broncos. Very nice. I, I like both of those there quite a bit. Um, I think that's going to work out pretty well. I need, and you know, I, I, well, going into the season, I, I like the Chargers quite a bit. I think they still have a lot of potential. Obviously it's not started off as strong as we'd hoped, but in a lot of, a lot of ways, Denver is who I thought they were. That maybe they're actually worse than I thought they were, as a matter of fact. So Just a little bit, but guys. <laughs> well, if we your talk- shoulder is fucked up and you're the quarterback, of course your team's going to be. Look, sit out. Uh, when Russell Wilson. I have when, no remorse for that When, guy. when <laughs> well, huh, became a part of the Denver Broncos, I remember sitting there going, like, <laughs> like, should we be this excited? Like, who, like, his weapons in Seattle were Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. He's now going to Denver, which is actually a lesser version of both of those guys. And we're supposed to just be like, oh, woo, Denver's going to win 10 games now. And, like, that's what people wanted to act like. Better defense. And it, better defense. But it's it's not that much better. I know you you are in favor of the Broncos' defense. I still think it's kind of a facade. Um, I don't think that, that that's a great defense by any means. I think it's a very beatable defense. But that, that offense has just got awful. And Russell Wilson struggled with consistency in Seattle, especially in the, within the past year. And he's bringing that over to Denver, and the fans are getting – you know, pissed off about it by now, uh-huh. but I never believed in Russell Wilson to be the savior. I believed in the running game because I liked Javante, Javante Williams, and I didn't. I think Melvin Gordon is a viable running back at times when he's not fumbling the ball. But I never made like looked at Denver and went, "Oh, they're going to become a better team now because of Russell Wilson." Like, I mean, honestly, it's pretty much going to be a, a, the same. As what they have with Drew Locke, just less turnovers. Well, here's the thing about the Denver defense. I I was a big believer in them until Russell Wilson got injured. And now that he's injured and we don't know what he's going to be able to produce, at some point, if the Denver offense can't stay on the field and sustain a drive, then you're also screwing over the defense as well. What do you mean you don't know what he's going to be able to produce? His shoulder is He already was playing with an injury. His shoulder is fucked no, up, dude. The, it's basically the same injury as Dak Prescott, see, except he's still going to play. You're going to see exactly what you've seen the last three weeks. That's what you saw. That's what you're going to see. When I, just, I don't trust him, man. I don't trust Russell Wilson. Either. As bad as it's that bad. offense was, as bad as that offense was before he got injured, now you're going to tell me that they're they're going to turn it around? It can't, get, it can't get any worse, right? So they're not going to get any better. I mean, but, you got to be able to stay on the field. Otherwise, your defense is going to get gassed. Look, this but is, your bet is correct. Chargers to cover the five? Yes. Cover five. So they will cover five. Okay. So uh, bet MGM has four and a half. 
FanDuel's at four and a half. Caesar's well, there's at four, four and a half. And half. So you can still you can still get five at DraftKings still. Okay, that, if, so. but if you can get a four and a half, grab the four and a half. I mean, yeah. why not? So I, I totally agree with that. But I also like his first pick as well. So this is going to be three bad defenses. Denver's going to be going against that they should have opened up by now. So, oh, Las Vegas, the Colts, and now Los Angeles. Right. So and it's it's not going to happen. It's still it's they're not going to be able to get it going. Yeah, we're not. going to see them on prime time, not hundred more times probably. I'm just I'm oh. telling you guys, I'm not going to hit on Denver the rest of the year until I see. How bad that shoulder is going to well, affect him. The good news is this week you're going to go two and zero. I'm going to go one and zero. Tanner, I don't know about his pick. No, we don't. Well, so that's why I love. I about like it. both of your picks. Well, I'm going to go basically seven and one now, or uh, six and one. I've only yeah, you'd be six and one yeah, after this one because he's going to get this. both of those right. Totally, those. totally. So well, I'll, like maybe it. I'll post some picks. What was now? our fantasy question? All right, right. so Sergey. I assume I said that right. Thank you for commenting and checking in here. He goes, "Hey, I am zero and five with Herbie." Cook, Aaron Jones, Amon Ra, Jamar, Andrews, and recently traded for Waddle for a flex. Who should I trade and for who? I have also Ken Walker, Jacobs, and Hawkinson on the bench. I mean, okay, so the 0 and 5 thing is what's the context of that? Because I my question now, Tanner, is you have a team that obviously has some pretty solid weapons on it. Somehow you're 0 5. Maybe you've been losing some games by a point or two. But some dumb luck too, and bad luck. I mean, it happens in fantasy for it's sure. All about I'm the about but for, so right? so What's now so his question is his question is who to trade for at this point to get back on the winning track or I assume getting back on the winning winning. I mean, track. you can't fall. I mean, I mean, it's tough go right. So you you do got Cook, you got Jones, so you're solid there. Amon Ra uh, is back. Uh, Chase is getting his targets because Higgins is still beat up. And Andrew, so you got solid there. You got Waddle in the play. Ken Walker's gonna have a huge increase to roll with pennies out mm-hmm. for the year now. And Jacobs actually has been running fairly well for a mid tier or mid round uh, running back. Um, um, I don't even. Know I don't know that necessarily you, any trades need to go down. Just, um, I think that this is a good team. Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing this may be a ten man team. It, I, I I, I'd have to guess a ten man if they got um, Cook and Jones. Yeah, it's not like a ten man team. Ten man league. At that. some point, um, you just have to let it ride. Like if you believe in your right. team, you believe in your and roster. It sounds like a pretty good roster. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes, right. sometimes it's you just, just gotta let it ride. Monitor waiver wire and ride. And, uh, with who's the quarterback again? Um, he didn't say quarterback. Who's your quarterback, yeah. Sergey? Put drop in the comments there. Yeah, that kind of makes yeah. Because I mean, the rest, the rest of the guys in that roster are really solid. So. They are. Like Herbie's not going to get as much carries now that Montgomery's back. Um, and then also right. Hawkinson, uh, with that, I mean, he's one, one week he blows up for no, 30, got, last week Andrews he blows up for one. Here, so. I know. So you don't need, I'm not even Andrews. worried about tight end there No, So I don't know. It, uh, it sounds, it doesn't sound like a bad team by any means. It just sounds like you've had probably dumb luck. You probably had Amon Ra out. Jamar Chase hasn't gotten his, you know, 30 burger at all. Uh, Andrew I mean, struggled you, last week. If you were going to make any kind of trade, I would say combine two of something to get one bigger piece. Mm-hmm. But I, I'd be hard to 
have to look at the rest of your league and figure out how that's going to work. So that's a that's a tough one just because we don't know the context of the rest yeah, of the league. Yeah, let's see who his quarterback is because if he comes back and says, oh, it was Baker Mayfield, then that's all, all <laughs> Well, then we have a lot more than things to figure a, Especially out. in a 10-man. <laughs> right. Then, then we're like, all right, what are you doing here? <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, that's, that's – th- I mean, well, let's say he has uh, Justin Herbert maybe. That's who his quarterback is. He's dealt with the, the rib injuries and, mm-hmm. you know, it's been, maybe failed because of that situation going on. But – um, in that case, I don't know. I would figure out a way to get a get an upgrade in you know some way. But Herbert's going to be healthier here coming up. I mean, it's just taking time to heal, and then you should be fine. Yeah, but that's all it is. It's just hypothetically speaking, since we don't know the, the answers on that one. So, so I'll see what he comes back with here. Right. All right. Well, I, I appreciate the question anyway, though, because uh, we love talking fantasy here, and we will get to fantasy by the way towards the end of this show. So, yeah, stay tuned for our buy low, sell high. Or did I say that right? Yeah, buy low, sell high. Yeah, you're right. Segment. Okay, I thought I, I thought I reversed them right there. Like, let's 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 buy high, sell low. <laughs> you know, like the stock market. You know, when it goes down, you got to sell. <laughs> no. Well, Mike is sober today, so it happens. Uh, yeah, it, it happens. You, you know, slip up the, the buzz balls are not quite doing their job. Yet, so, <laughs> oh, um, guys, so this past week in the NFL, we saw quite a hiccup. I feel like an overreaction to. The Tua Tungli of Oa. One second, one second. So you said he missed that. Will you give us uh, your league? I assume it's a 10-man. Your QB on your roster or QBs if you have multiple. And then uh, if it's full PPR, half PPR, that helps too. So, uh, But if you can give me that. But we we don't think you have a bad roster. There's no necessarily moves to, to make unless you're going to go for like trade two for one big one. But we like your roster. I would definitely start Ken Walker. Uh, between buys, of course, with Cook and Jones. So, but you have a good roster. But who, who's your quarterback? Let us know. Drop it in the comment. All right, Sorry. guys. Okay. You're good. All right. So here's the situation we're running into right now in the NFL. And I found probably my saddest, most disheartened feeling I've had about football in a very, very long time this past weekend or, or past Monday night, I should say. And it had nothing to do with the fact that the Chris Jones and the Chiefs got screwed over on a bad call of a of a roughing the passer penalty. It had everything to do with the fact of watching this thing unfold, watching football being played the right way, and then it being ripped away from me as a fan of the sport and someone who loves this game and has cared about this game since he was a little kid. A part of me goes, "This is no longer football anymore." If this is the way we're going to start calling these games, and some of my soul was ripped out during the play of Chris Jones sacking Derek Carr and that strip fumble. And, um, you know, it had no, it had less to do. And yes, I was pissed off about the, the play to begin with because, you know, the chiefs had an opportunity right there to capitalize and they turn over sack turn, turned away from you. But that, then the Grady Jarrett situation there on Sunday with, with Tom Brady, where he literally just grabs him by the hips, swings him onto the ground Normal sack. First of all, you can't go too low on the on, around the knees or ankles. Can't go too high around the head. Wraps them around the, the hips and then takes them to the ground. I mean, it's about as and it wasn't hard exactly, either. No, it was, it was just, just it was just a sack. First of all, Grady Jarrett weighs three twenty, um, <laughs> and he's just doing his job to get the quarterback to the ground. That's that's the job of the D lineman. Otherwise, take away the D line, play seven on seven. Screw it. You know, I would hate to see that happen to the NFL. And so I was very frustrated just kind of witnessing what happened over the weekend between those two plays and just kind of the overreaction of quarterback protection. Because at some point it's like, I understand you're trying to protect your big names of the league or whatever, or you're trying to protect your quarterbacks around the league, but 
at some point you're taking away from what the game is really meant to be. And, uh, you know, the referee in the situation of the Chiefs game, Carl Schaefer's, um, it's not his first hiccup he's ever had in his career so far. The guy's made plenty of terrible calls. And really my biggest issue with that in general is that referees are not held accountable whatsoever for bad calls. These guys are not fined or fired. They are let to just do whatever the hell they want to do and, you know, make a bad call. Guess what? You get to go out there next week and do it again. And we're not going to sit there and worry about how to take care of you. Or maybe you need to go back to a training program to understand, you know, how to make correct calls because some of these plays are subjective and we just let their at times biased subjectivity take away the game and take ownership and control of the game. And, the NFL has their ear, their, you know, their voice in the ears of these referees at all times about mm-hmm. what you need to focus on week to week because, oh, because this past week, this thing happened. This week, we really want to focus on this. Okay, that's not helping the teams and the coaches and players who are involved in this sport know what to expect week after week. We want consistency. Whenever Mahomes in this same game against the Raiders took the exact same sack but harder where he was flung down by the waist from Max Crosby, which is also should be a legal sack, Correct. We saw that happen. It's like, so why is it okay in this game? But yet in that Grady Jarrett situation with Tom Brady, it was not okay in that game. I mean, two different references. Exactly. That's the problem. Subjectivity in this sport needs to be removed. And I don't care what we got to do to go about it. I think what Chris Jones said after the game was great because Chris Jones did a wonderful job staying as humble as he could. You know, not letting too many, you know, not get too riled up after the game, calling names and so on, because I know he wanted to, I'm sure. Because, you know, there there was only a few years ago, Travis Kelsey said about the same referee, he shouldn't even be allowed to work at Foot Locker. Yep. <laughs> same exact referee that screwed over the Chiefs in a Steelers playoff game just about six years ago, five, six years ago. The whole Harrison well, situation. Same, yep, same, same. So same exact ref, referee comes and makes this call. Chris Jones talks to the media afterwards, says that he thinks that these things should be reviewable. The, these roughing the passer penalties, you know, should be reviewable similar to how the NFL originally stated that they would make pass interference reviewable, which we like never see. You know, it's, it's not something we see ever happen anymore. But still, the point is, I care about getting the call right. I don't care what it's going to take. I don't care how long it's going to take. I want the correct call to be made on the field at all times. And if you got to sit there and review the damn thing for 10 minutes to get the right call, that's going to be a game changing call correctly made that needs to happen. And it's I'm, Chris Jones has had a very frustrating career dealing with referees now. And, you know, it was just here it was in, you know, week three against the Colts. Yeah. Where he says something to Matt Ryan and we'll never know what the hell he said because they'll never disclose that information. But he said something. But yet Max Crosby can get up in Mahomes face and helmet to helmet with them and, you know, doing the whole intimidation factor thing. And we're just going to act, act like no big deal. Somehow that's OK. An extended but, period versus not extended period, too. But, like Chris, there's there's different categories. Chris Jones, but Chris Jones making a making a play on third down, which gives the Chiefs the ball. Then that in that situation to probably close out the game and get a victory now is ruined in that Colts game because of some words that he said that we'll never know what he said. Yeah. But I'm, my point is, there's not consistency in this game right no. now, and that's the most frustrating part for fans, teams, coaches, is because that's all we ask for: bring consistency. And Jason, you're a big NBA guy. And I'm sure you've seen the worst calls of all the calls because we have also known there were referees involved in that sport who had money on the on the line from game to game. I mean, there's been documentaries put out about it by now. 
So anyways, my question to you guys is, do you think that these plays that happen here in football are getting, you know, is it, is it too ticky tack at this point? Should it be reviewable? And what's the right direction the NFL should go down towards fixing the situation? Because what happened this past weekend flat out cannot be happening throughout the rest of this year because you're ruining the game. JG, I'm going to let you go first because I already kind of discussed this on Buffoon and Botkins right after that play happened. And I'll say it here as well, but I'll let you go first, though. Yeah, I mean, he kind of threw a, a wrench into the situation. We talked about Chris Jones and what he possibly may or may not have said during that Colts game. And then he alluded to the NBA. I mean, we all know that in the NBA, Tim Duncan, they called a technical foul on him one time just for laughing, sitting on the bench. And I certainly hope that the NBA doesn't go down that road where it's just like, okay, we're going to, we're not going to allow freedom of speech on the field. Cause that's, that's a problem, not just on the NFL field, but also in this country, but that's another story. Um, the worst thing that you can do as an NFL fan or an NBA fan or a fan of any other sport is overreact. The worst thing that you can do as an NFL official is to overreact. The worst thing, thing that you can do as a coach or a general manager is to overreact. And that's exactly what these NFL officials have done in this situation. So the, the, the officials that called the Chiefs Raiders game, it is not their fault that Tua Tungavailoa got a concussion. It has nothing to do with them. It is not your job to legislate the game based on what happened to Tua Tungavailoa because that was a completely different game. We do not adjust our opinions of plays or anything like that on the game that we are currently officiating based on what happened in a different game. And that's exactly what happened here. And that's, that's a tragedy for the game of football because your job as an NFL official is to do your job. It's not to overreact based on what happened in this game or that game. Nobody's going to hold these guys responsible for the fact that Tua Tungavailoa has a head injury. It has nothing to do with your job as an official. So my point would be, rather than overreact, it's it, we, we do this every single year. Let's give the NFL a chance to get it right because the NFL has made adjustments from year to year. And they can do that again this year. Now, I personally, you know, I think flags should be reviewable, but also non-flags should be reviewable. And I'm not saying that we need to get to a point where we review everything. But if an official makes a mistake, whether that be he threw a flag or he didn't throw a flag, didn't throw a flag, let's let's get it right. And I think my biggest issue from the entire weekend was actually the fact that Tom Brady got kind of tossed sideways and he was bitching and moaning like as he usually does. And they, the officials threw a flag. Meanwhile, Patrick Mahomes got thrown sideways basically in, the, in an identical manner. And they don't call that. They don't. I feel like I don't know if it's because I'm a Chiefs fan, but Patrick Mahomes doesn't seem to get those calls. You can just sling him everywhere sideways. He never gets the damn call. I think it's kind of the but way Tom he plays, Brady, though. But Tom Brady always gets the call. And I, I don't I don't know what it is, but it's like I think it's the play it's, style. 
it's we need to make the game more fair. And I know there are a lot of different variables that can or can't happen to 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 make that make that happen. But um, it's just I think part we, of it's we got to make the game fair. Yeah, I think part of what you're talking about there is a perception of certain players in the league. And like, you know, the Lamar Jacksons of the world who are well known for their running style and you do that same thing to him and we're just going, oh, no big deal. I mean, he's a running back, right? Basically, he carries the ball 15 times a game. Whereas like Tom Brady is a statue back there and he's 45 years old. They're going, oh, you got to take it easy on him. They play the same damn position. They both should be equally treated the exact same. I don't care about, you know, how old Tom Brady is. He's choosing to play in this league. And I don't care that Lamar Jackson likes to run the ball 15 times a game. And I don't care that Patrick Mahomes is mobile. Like, I don't care. I want things to be called equally and fairly. I don't care what kind of style. Just because you're a dual-threat quarterback compared to a statue does not mean you should be treated differently. It needs to be called equally down the middle of the situation. And, like, you know, if someone – if Grady Jarrett came around and let's say Lamar Jackson has stayed in the pocket and took that same sack. He would have got the call. It's 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 a sack, and we're, we're moving on. Atlanta might get a win in that yeah. case. Who knows? It kind of reminds me of Shaquille O'Neal back in the day. Like you could, you could foul the, the hack living, of the shack. You could foul the living hack shit shack out all of him, day, dude. But he was so much stronger than everybody else. Like, oh well, it's Shaquille O'Neal. We foul him all game so long. It's like, well, so he, we, can we can all, he can yeah, take it. He can take it. He can take it. Right. And it's kind of the same. I mean, Josh Allen. A lot of these guys are big guys, like Josh Allen. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to call it the same way. I mean, Josh Allen eventually, at some point, is going to get pummeled, and mm-hmm. they're they're not going to call they're not going to throw a flag i'm not here to coddle to certain players who cannot fit the mold of today's younger player like i mean today's play style essentially that's required i'm not here to coddle tom brady and because like because he's he's an older guy and you know he doesn't move around very well and we're gonna tackle him to the ground and it's like oh i gotta throw a flag like i'm not interested in that i want the game itself to be played fairly and that that's something that i think we need to get figured out in the nfl and they need to quit holding certain players to a different standard than others when it comes to, you know, throwing roughing calls, roughing penalties. And that's something that I have a big problem with. I I just, I I don't know what the exact option is right now, but I do agree with Chris Jones when he talked about after the game, which was that these plays should be reviewable. You've got to review everything. dude. So are you saying review is the only way to do it? The the review is the only way to do it. I'm I'm going to give you another example. I'm going to give you another example because the, the Chiefs fans, credit to them, they were booing the shit out of those refs in the first <laughs> half. They were saying, ref, you suck. Ref, you suck over and over again. I don't know how long it lasted. And credit to them because there, there were a couple of key calls that the Chiefs actually got in the second half. And I can remember like the referee actually getting on his microphone at some point, and he was literally choked up. Like mm-hmm. He was like, I, I don't know if he was trembling or what but he just couldn't talk. He couldn't talk right. I was like, these fans have actually gotten under his skin. And they, yeah, I mean, he gave favorable calls to the Chiefs sometimes in the second half. Right. But and we've met it, referees it in the past who denied they right. would do makeup calls. But but it, it shouldn't have to be like that. You shouldn't have to feel pressure from the fans. You should be just be able to make your right call in the moment. And if you're getting emotional at the time which all human beings do you know players make mistakes referees make mistakes if you happen to be emotional in that moment in time guess what it's okay we can review that shit and get it right 
mm-hmm. and not put so much pressure well, on the referees to be fucking perfect. Here's part of the problem expect. is that dumbass Carl Schaefer's decided after the game to, to double down on his choice. He did sure. double down sure. and say the it, reviews wouldn't have mattered. The, it still would have been the same thing. It, and even his description of what the play of what happened during the play was inaccurate. And so to me, it's at that point, you're just a dumbass. Like wow. go screw yourself. Like, he's because first of all, he can't, he can't he's, figure he's it out. He's trying to keep a job. No, I would, so I would that... much more respect a referee who just openly admits, Hey, I screwed up on this. It was too late for me to go back on it, and I made the choice in the middle of that game, and I'm going to do better at calling games from here on out. I can respect a referee for that way more than I can. Okay, I'm an idiot, and I'm going to be even more of an idiot now and double down on my choice because now it's like you can get the oh, hell out of this league. He's sticking to his guns, right? No, you can get the hell out of this league. He's sticking to his guns. It's just a high okay, pressure. Okay, that means you you suck at your goddamn job then. It's a high-pressure situation. I just feel like we put we put more on the refs than we do the players. I'll give you another example. So I actually liked the play by Devonte Adams when he held Jalen Watson tr- and nobody pointed this Carried out all the way down. He was trying to do the right thing, get both feet down. But at the same time, he wanted to get out of bounds and stop the clock. Well, he got the two feet down before he had control. Oh, you're talking about the bobble. Yeah. I'm talking about the bobble. Okay. He did. He did the exact right thing, but it didn't work out because he didn't have control before he, but he was trying to get out of bounds. Yeah. So he was trying to do the right thing. My point is like players make mistakes. They don't take as much heat. Well, Devonte Adams did because he had a, a misdemeanor charge, but that's a different story. <laughs> the, the referees take more heat than the players do. So players make a mistake. Yeah, sure. We all, we all talk shit on them. But the referees, when they make a mistake, they take more heat. And so why don't we just have more reviews and make it Longer a little bit games. easier on the officials to where they're not getting fucking death threats at the event, at the end of every fucking game? Well, I think game. some of these guys don't actually understand the game. And Carl is one of these guys that's been involved well, in the sport a for story. a long time. If you want to target one guy, you, that's a different story. You and I have been to a referee convention. Sure. And we've met referees that are in the league even today as a matter of fact still and uh, we had got to sit there and interview them ask questions and so on and uh those, those are both very very nice guys but i mean no matter what kind of question you would ask i mean i feel like they're not going to give you an honest answer about certain things when it comes to your questions about biasy during games and makeup calls and so on and betting and all that kind of stuff they would never admit to those things because that would literally harm their career as a referee but i mean these guys, as we've talked about it in the past, are not full-time officiate officials yet. Still, guys who are, you know, this is their part-time gig uh, across from whatever else they do in their spare time. And we all know most of them are lawyers, which makes a lot of sense when it comes to the way these guys conduct themselves. Um, and especially refusing to acknowledge their mistakes. Because as a lawyer, you would never do that. You always... Double down on whatever that you're right. You're, you're always right. You're, you're always, always right. Right. <laughs> so welcome to the NFL officials. And we need to figure out a way to fix these guys and, and to get the new ones that are being brought into the league now fixed up, trained, trained well enough for what to do during games. And as well as if you want to put a bug in the ear about like, Hey, this week we need to focus on this or that more. Cause they, they do get that. That's what happened need, probably this but, time around. Yes. But we need to figure out how <clears throat> to not go so overboard to where it destroys the game for a week and we can't have just regular officiating. And also the, the two of the Tungle situation, 
really didn't have anything to do with being sacked improperly. But yeah, no, that's right. what they took it out on. They took it out on oh, yeah. Grady Jarrett and Chris Jones. Yeah. It, Tua's situation was not because he was sacked improperly. Right. It, it was nothing the, to do with it. Totally it's different situation. The sensitivity and it, coming from the league. Sensitivity that caused because, the refs to have to call these calls. And because the Dolphins, who put him through concussion protocol, he supposedly passed it. They played him the next week, and then we saw him have a severe injury afterwards, severe concussion afterwards. Those things are not the same as what we saw this past Correct. week in football. And that's why can we not separate the fact that Tua's injury and concussion was a completely different situation from what we saw between wrapping up and throwing down Brady versus in Chris Jones, uh, sack stripping Derek Carr. But but whose fault whose fault is that? Did Roger Goodell just come out and say after that concussion happened, "Hey, we've got we've got an injured player here. They have meetings. And we need to Every we, need week. To, we need to just be mindful of that when you call it's, your next game. Like, did he really come out and say that? I mean, that's kind of well, that's kind of a week. It's kind of a trickle part. down. I effect. mean, because they do have meetings about this every single week, and you hear one thing from the from up here about what to focus on. From there, they have a meeting, and then there the you offici- have your focus. The officiating, whatever council, whatever that's, you call that's them, how boss, it works, and it just goes down from it's there. Just, it's just ridiculous. You can't impact the game like that in a positive manner. If you want to have a positive impact, let's go back and pay off some of these guys that had cte like 30 years ago if you really want to have a positive impact let's help those guys let's not impact the outcome of future games based on a knee-jerk reaction that's the biggest problem i have you guys talked about solutions right you think reviewing is the only way to fix this well i don't know if it's the only way but it's it's my current look if if they want to go that way with it i'm going to say review these damn things until you get it right i got the current way right now and we're doing it with this Tua situation right now that we saw this last weekend, we say we saw guys getting pulled a play or two after they might have hit the, you know, they showed signs, right? So New York's up there watching these games, pulling players out saying, Hey, you know, we got to check this guy. We got to check this guy. Right. Happened to a couple of our guys, a couple of guys uh, throughout Sunday as well. Well, it also New- happened to Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy. Yeah. With so. no notes, by the way, no symptoms on that. Well, I have no clue. He got up saw. slowly. And they were kind of watching him. They they accused him of stumbling. Yeah, which I never. Which I don't saw. think he stumbled. But. I never saw. I I posted a video on that Monday night too. So, here's the thing: New York has the ability to watch over these calls, so we don't have to spend 90 hours reviewing every single play. New York should be able to say, "Hey, this is actually a clean sack." Get the call to the refs. They have the overall power, right? They have the overall power to eject somebody that we saw on Sunday coming into play two plays later for touching the ref. There is, they have power. There's no reason why we have to waste time reviewing plays with our current ref situation when New York can just hop in the air real quick and say, hey, review this a couple times real quick. It's a safe play. This should this should have been the sack fumble. Should be Chiefs ball. They mm-hmm. that, that should be the capability. This shouldn't be pass mm-hmm. interference. This shouldn't be that. There's no reason why New York can't already make the call ahead of time. And I want to say New York was never involved in the decision. Never. On the Chris Jones no, situation. Never. So they never even had an input at all from their end of things. It was purely discussed by the referees on the field, and they made their choice, which could have been a game-changing decision right there. I know it was the second quarter, but same time, you know, if, if things had fallen the, the the worst way for the Chiefs, the Chiefs lose that game, and we're going to look back at yeah. this for for a long so, time and go, here we go, screwed again. So throwing reviews on the on the you know flagging every play, throwing reviews down, it's only going to slow down the game. Next thing you know, you have baseball. Okay, 
that's taking four hours to play play a football game. Look, Instead, you can have New York keep the speed going. We don't, sure. have, to make we that don't have that problem, Tanner. Nobody right. gets bored by sitting there watching a three-and-a-half-hour right. football game. Did you not get right. bored tonight? have a tonight? huge no. problem okay. in the game Tanner, of baseball. Tanner, that was one of the worst <laughs> games we've ever seen, okay? Look, look. So, Jason, I'm just you're, saying, you're absolutely right about if you're, that. If you're Nobody reviewing cares. every play, people though. don't mind an NFL. Look, you don't mind reviewing an NFL game is an event. It's a huge event. You want to review I'm nine times a game right now? An NFL game could be five hours, including commercials. People, nobody would give a shit. Look, they would sit there. The I ain't sitting there trying to yes. nine hours. No, I might not okay. watch five hours of the Broncos. <laughs> No, I'm struggling. Look, that's different, Tanner. That's, that's different. A different story. Don't use that as a damn. That's an, it's an anomaly. <laughs> as we, as what we else am it. I supposed to use? Well, some people, some people can't even sit through one hour of baseball. Okay, but here's the thing: at the end of the day, the, the truth is, adding re, any kind of reviews to these penalties to the NFL games, maybe we'll give an extra five to ten minutes at the most, on average, per game. Let's extension. just keep the same amount of reviews, right? You got your two. Or sure, whatever. you got your. So here's the use your there you you use challenges. Give I think you should be able to use minutes. do Nobody's your challenges. No, I, I agree with that. Like we but, did a pass right. interference deal a couple of years ago. But I, I agree, you should be able to use challenges on penalties. Because most of the time, challenges are not. Well, you give two per game. Yeah. And if you get both, you get the third. Yeah. Right. That's we don't want to review. We just want a challenge so, to have the force to review. So, what my opinion is on that is that we should allow coaches to challenge bad penalties. Okay. I'm okay with and that. You should be able to do that. I don't want to just add challenges or reviews and then sitting down for 400 times okay. reviewing. So. Yes. Well, we are. But we don't, New York, we don't need to can review. solve that solution right away. Sure. They can do it very fast. It's... We're going to go to them anyway. So, right. So I, I agree with that. I think there's ways to get this thing figured out, and the the doofuses on the field need to get their shit figured out. Correct. Uh, because these these guys are a bunch of turds, and so um, I, I don't I don't really know who my favorite referee crew is in the NFL anymore. Um, but I'll tell you right now that Carl Shaf- Shapers, uh, Jerome Boger of the world, those kind of guys. <laughs> um, you know, just we've seen a lot of bad crews in the past, and. You know, of course, Ed Hockley has had some frustrating calls in his career. Of course, he was more interested in flexing his muscles than he was making accurate calls. And you know, referees Can do have blame a, referees do have a tough job. But at the same time, I the crews that I like the most are the ones that just kind of let let the players play. Let it happen. Maybe 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 you got to throw uh you know five to ten flags per game. Maybe there's a legitimate PI. Maybe there's offsides here. This and that. And we saw the Raiders towards the end of the game. Of course, I felt like guy kind of screwed as well in the field goal attempt. Yeah, because when we when's the last time you saw a holding defense, defensive holding on a field goal attempt? And I went back and rewatched that play. I couldn't find. And it. I'm like, no, this this looks like a very just normal. But it was a makeup call. It was a fucking makeup call. And that's the because, one thing that they will never admit the they Chiefs, do. The Chiefs fans gave him so much shit. That he just got emotional. He's like, oh, my gosh, I, I, I've i got to pay that back. And, and it's awful that that one horrible call from Chris Jones is the, the thing that made the referees at that point shit their pants and have to, from the, the rest of that game, how to start favoring the Chiefs. Because they did. I just I don't think it was the call. I think it was the fans. Well, sure. It they, was, they it was the fans. They obliterated it. It was the fans. They obliterated it. It was the fans, but they need to admit that their call in the, in the first place was a mistake. Yeah. And they, they won't do that. But if that would have happened to the LA chargers who have no fans, then there would have been no payback calls. And that's but the other problem. The yeah. Chargers and the Rams and the Rams. It's all based on fans. Anyway, you don't there. have any fans. <laughs> then the, the refs think all of a sudden, Oh, I, I made the right call there. Get away Let's with that one. Going. Right. 
Well, uh, that was a great conversation, you guys. I'm glad we got that off of our chest a little bit because that was a hell of a big topic. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know how Tater's feeling over there, but uh, I was pretty emotional on Monday we, night when that happened. Yeah, you, you were all over the Twitter. all emotional. I was I was in the Twitter. middle of my show. I was doing Twitter. I'm capital. I don't even know what. Tw- I think I was on the Sports and Foods Twitter. Yeah, you were on the Twitter. I, I, I don't even the know the what location. I was doing. I was just like yelling on the Twitter. I'm yelling on the mic. Well, uh, Jim Berenger's trying to talk, and I'm just all mad and everything. I'm like, I, I don't even yeah. think I mean, I'm in Facebook Messenger with uh, some of the NFL guys I'm with, and I'm messaging them. Like, I, I'm blowing everybody up. Okay. Yeah. It, was, it, was it was a big bogus a, call. It was quite a. I was pissed because they, they rigged the damn game. That was not a. That's the whole reason game. why it was a and one game. We all understand game. that. That was yeah. not. What that was, was the only reason why it was a 30 29 game. It was not no. a close game. That should have been a blowout. Hey. Well, here's the Raiders went up 17 0. In yeah, this game. Correct. Just remember that. They did. Yes. Well, they've won 17-0 before. I know. I'm, I'm just saying, I can't say it's not a close game. The Chiefs' offense had, took took some time to get going. But at some time. point, somebody's up there pulling some strings when the Chiefs are winning, and they say, okay, now we must make sure that the Raiders cover. What exactly do you think made that happen? It was the Chris Jones call. Hey, you know what? There was that was not going to be a close. All game. I'm going to say is shout out to Hunter Renfro for making the car, uh, Raiders lose in like two games now. That game was rigged. Hunter you Renfro is killing it. Oh, that ending was fun. You know it. Though. That game was rigged. Not only did he fumble twice in the Cardinals game to lose that game, and then he did that in the final play of the Chiefs. Granted, no, I don't think Devontae was going to get the ball. Let me ask but you this. That was, that was Let me ask phenomenal. You this. If you knew that you had to make sure that the Chiefs win and you also have to make sure that the Raiders cover, how would you do it? Problem solved. That's exactly how you would do it. All right, guys. You know Chris Berman's little show where he does fastest three minutes? Let's do fastest three minutes of buy low, sell high on fantasy football players. Uh, Tanner, you go first. Oh, I thought you were coming with the list. A, a list. That's I what I asked list. you. No, I want you to give me somebody who who is a buy low sell high. So Kyle like, Pitts. God damn, you stole my guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kyle Pitts. Kyle, Kyle Pitts is. I love Kyle Pitts yeah, as an option for a okay. for a buy low. You got you got somebody buy low. Aaron Rodgers slow start to the season as usual, but he's going to heat up. He's got a favorable schedule towards the end of the year, and I I think those receivers are going to be do okay they're going to be elevated right by aaron Rodgers' play so i'm going to buy low aaron Rodgers. i like a good buy low right now michael pittman because michael pittman jr coming into this year to me was going to be a top five wide receiver right now he's sitting well below that so but i think that the, the upside still michael pittman is there matt ryan is the biggest issue at, at hand with michael pittman it's not a michael pittman issue it's a, it's a matt ryan issue right now well you know what the biggest but, issue is is that it's the JG curse because JG drafted all three of those fucks. I drafted <laughs> Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, and Matty Ice. Now I cut Matty oh, Ice. Hold on. So he'll probably start to do a little bit better. Your now. first three picks, Jason, were Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, Kyle Pitts. No, I know. <laughs> what? But I also drafted Matty Ice. So I, I oh my God. curse on all of those fuckers. Yeah. So, so that's that's amazing, right? Okay. AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon's your bite, one of your bylows. And uh, it's, you can even put the case into Swift. I've seen in the play too. Uh, I can see Swift. I mean, AJ Dillon. He's, he, AJ Dillon's also on JG's team. So he's he's full of those kind of guys. On amazing, it. dude. I'm he's, so happy I drafted the underachievers. Guy. You should rename oh, your team. I'm so happy I JG's that. underachievers. You can still. I mean, you can do that <laughs> too. Bum. I guess injured injured bums underachievers. You're gonna whatever. sell, guys. Who you gonna sell? Okay, so I, Tanner, you gotta go sell for high. One. If we're selling high, I'm probably going out 
and well, it was Rashad Penny till after this weekend in that play. Um, I think he could still get something out of Cordell Patterson, even though he's on the IR right now. I think you could still sell high on Cordell Patterson. Mm, I don't know, man. The guy's 31 years old. But uh, I don't he's know. effective he's... when he's on the field, and that offense uses him a bunch. That's a rough one, man. What are you going to get for him? I mean, he was only worth, like, a, this year, even this year, like a sixth-round pick, something like that. Uh, you get something, I'm sure. That's a tough one. Probably a fourth or fifth. Who's, who's your uh, sell high, Jason? Let's sell high on Saquon Barkley. He's currently the RB3. Uh, 533 yards, three touchdowns, and 18 receptions. Um, I don't know, man. I, I just don't trust the guy. I don't, I don't trust the giants. I don't trust Barkley to stay healthy. Don't trust. I mean, I do trust Brian Dable, but that's the only thing I trust on that fucking team. So I'm going to sell high on Saquon. Yeah. I don't, I don't really have a guy for this question. So <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> what about, what about sell high on, uh, um, I just lost it. Oh, uh, not, it was, uh, Debo. Uh, Debo Samuel, he, I didn't like. I didn't like I him coming yours. to yours. That's why you don't have anybody. I took yours again. Uh, Did I take your player? No, I just oh. I, I legitimately don't have a guy for this question. Oh. Is all so I I did have it. I just I just had the buy low, which was Pittman. But I mean, I was thinking Debo though, just because that 49ers offense, you don't really know what's going on there, and he's the guy that you could probably turn well, for pro- a couple players. I, that would make sense. Cause, I mean, he did have a big breakaway play just a week ago. So obviously he still showed he's capable of making big he's splash capable, plays, but it's not going to be a, I don't um, think a week to week thing. You got you got to you got to find a guy in your league though who's really been into Debo and that you know has really hyped him up because uh, not every league not I'm I'm not a big Debo Samuel fan. Yeah. Like I don't mind him, but I, I I'm not a guy that's like oh wow he's so amazing. I mean, he's it's like a big Tyree kill. Like I, I'm not at all like he does get banged way. up from time to time. Sure, yeah, of course. I just I'm not a big I'm not a big Debo Samuel fan just in general. Like I just I don't know what, what his upside is. Well, I think he's already hit his upside actually. When you so. we think about it, in some ways, Kyle Shanahan made Debo Samuel. He he wouldn't have oh, been no, Debo that's Samuel true. in a lot uh, of other teams. Absolutely. We do absolutely. so uh Syria uh, did respond. He has Justin Herbert as his quarterback. Why did I know that? That's who so, I, I, I that's who I said. Okay. And that's who it was. Yeah. So you just gotta I think you just gotta chill like you gotta let it ride, dude. Yeah, it's like, like it's it's one yeah, of those things. It's just it bad luck going to play. Uh, I love the question, but like, yeah, just yeah. leave your team alone. I know you're on five, but it just stick it out. Yeah. You you got to trust your instincts. Like if you drafted the right team and it doesn't work out, you just got to live with it. You know, you drafted a good team and just let it ride. All right. I got a trade offer here. Jake Pavlik and Jake, thanks for commenting in and watching us here. He says, do I win Dalvin Cook and Juju for JT and Godwin? All right. Dalvin Cook, Juju Smith-Schuster coming from his team? He's getting JT and oh, uh, Godwin. Sorry. He's getting JT and Godwin. Yeah, I like that. I I, th- I think I like that quite a bit. I th- I do I do want to say I think Juju Smith-Schuster so far to this point has slightly underachieved in the stat production field. Okay. I think for the sake of the Chiefs offense, you're what you're seeing is kind of what we've planned. And not not the not the zero touchdown thing, but We've planned because we knew we'd be spreading the ball around all year. Mm-hmm. And we saw Marquez Velasquez put up 90 yards last last week, but Juju Smith-Schuster put up 89 yards against the Colts. No touchdowns, but they almost had identical numbers from a catches and yard standpoint in those in respective games. But the difference was the touchdowns are not happening. The touchdowns are all going to Travis Kelsey. Correct. <laughs> I mean, that's that's Correct. what's going on right now with this with this Chelsea's still dominant, Clyde's still and, dominant, McKinnon's still dominant. And we're seeing dominant. more Sky Moore be integrated now into the offense as time goes on. 
Um, and then Hardman has had a, a decent game last week. That's, too. What, I'm, that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. Tanner's like, we're it's just we're just spreading it's the ball around too f- to be able to consider a number one weapon. Yeah, I I would not blame you at all for getting rid of Juju now, um, but I do like adding JT quite a bit. I mean, he is besides Nick Chubb, my favorite running back in the NFL. It'll come back to him. I, I like getting JT and Godwin, but I especially like getting rid of Dalvin Cook because we all know at some point he's going to injure his dick. He he does. Well, do he already that. did. But he does do he's that. Back. But he's in, gonna injure his dick. Injure his dick for a while, and then and comes back. I guess. I mean, yeah, I, I like the JT. I think there's. Granted, this is his like first injury since high school, junior high school, for a JT. And I think the schedule he has coming up, it's just asking for him to have a comeback already this year. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say he won that trade. I'd say JT and Godwin's a good. I like Godwin quite a bit. I think Godwin's a phenomenal receiver. I know he's dealt with injury issues, of course. God, his but he's on the comeback as well. Like he's, yeah, like he sure, hasn't yeah. done a whole lot. He's on the comeback. Sure. Trail. I just, I like Godwin quite a bit. I think you're going to get more consistency when he's on the field from Godwin than you will from Juju. Okay. Whereas running back to running back, where it's between Dalvin and JT, I mean, I'll take a healthy JT over a healthy Dalvin, even though I like both both players. I just, I, I prefer JT because I just think he's. I mean, you put up 1850 last year, so. I mean, I just I'm a big fan of JT. So, I know. Anyways, pretty close to an even trade. Yeah, but I, would I, say. I, I do think that our commenter there uh, won his deal on that yeah, one. Yeah, definitely. If you guys have your more fancy football questions and such, uh, always check us out every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central here on Sports Buffoons. Just drop them in the chat. Go like, subscribe, hit that bell. You'll know when we're live. So. And we were going to talk Chiefs Bills today, but we're going to hold off for we the weekend. Did in a way. I know, but we we're going to of course Tanner. This is the biggest game of the year. We're gonna have to dig into this later on Look, this week. I'm not taking this as the biggest game of the year, Tanner. It's it's literally the two best teams in the NFL besides the Eagles. Give me, give you me guys the, don't want to hit on this. Give me the AFC you division on the game. Just I, for like two I, seconds. It's not gonna be a two second conversation, Jason. Right. <laughs> that's, I, all, that's all. That's all. I honestly don't even think the Chiefs Bills game is the biggest game of the weekend. So, of the weekend, yeah, I don't. I'm not. What's wrong with you? I was. Just, it's the same thing as last year. He almost. just said the two best teams in the AFC is not the biggest game of the weekend. Not the hey, one I'm looking forward to. You know what? What's going to happen if the Bills win? Who gives a shit? They guess did what? The same thing during the regular season last year, and guess what? That game my, didn't mean shit. My power, yeah, my power rankings are probably game still be the shit. same. They'll still be probably Bills Chiefs right there. Like they're not going down, they're not going up. And even if it's a blowout, 34-17. If it's a blowout, then whoever that blowout team lost, well, maybe they do go I down. know how Tanner's brain works because the best team is the Eagles. They're undefeated, so they're they're MVP. They're MVP. They're the MVP. Jalen Hurts is the MVP. Now, Jalen Hurts is the MVP. Of so, the my Whiskey okay. Sports podcast, I did drop the power rankings out this morning. I did it live last night. Eagles won. The Cowboys at five. One and five matchup. No, wait a second. Who's your MVP of the league right now? I don't have MVP right now. It's Jalen Hurts because they're five and zero. Oh. No, it's not right. Jalen Hurts. Tanner, every year you go, oh, whoever's undefeated, that's their quarterback. No, no, no. That's MVP. I didn't say that. Not we, this we time need around. to do an NB- MVP. We That's right. It has to be MVP. a crappy player because normally it's either Ben Roethlisberger or a, a Baker Mayfield. You want to know who my MVP is? Oh, who knows? You want to know who the MVP is? Well, I'm pretty sure he likes best, bad. He likes bad players. The best passer rating right now in the league is Mahomes. So I'd I actually. He, he should be the I don't best know. player. Is in he? The league, is he right? number one right now? I'll look. I'll look real quick. Actually, close. he is. I think he is. Close. Actually, I think right now he actually is. His total QBR. So if you, if you yeah. give out the award right now. That you have to give it to Mahomes. He's got the best passer rating. Yeah, I think uh, no, it's not. It's actually Geno Smith. Oh God, 
Geno Smith is your MVP, guys. There we go. That's the pick. yeah. That's the pick <laughs> of the not, year. That's not there it true. is. That's we the pick of the year. Geno Smith. Is. Smith. Yeah, that's lying. what I wanted to hear right there. You first, first it was it. Sam Darnold, and then it was it was Ben Roethlisberger. I already forgot. What what you was can't he looking lie for? To people like that, Tanner. What was he looking for? Now and then, Geno Smith. This year, what were you looking for? He wanted to know quarterback rating. The quarterback rating? No, yes. I want to know the passer rate. I don't care well, about right. Q- QBR is irrelevant. Right, right. Oh right. You got right. guys so, like Tyler right. Boyd that threw one damn pass. Right. 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 I want passer rate. I don't give a shit okay, about hey, no, hey, no, hey, no. I'm looking it up Fuck right now QBR. for you. Now, you're talking about ESPN's QBR? That's the one you hate? Somebody's. Because no. I hate that one. I hate all of them. I want to know the passer rating. I like Mahomes. Right. number I, one. Right I like now. passer rating the most. Because it's been around for a long time. Passer rating it's, it's mathematical. is Geno Smith leading right. at really 113.2. Of course it is. Patrick Mahomes at well, 110. You if you want to and crown Tua him, at 109. If you want to crown Geno Smith, then crown him. Crown his ass. He's the MVP. Just give him the trophy. Just give it now. to him, dude. I'll tell give you guys this much. Trophy, he's, he's playing better than Russell Wilson. <laughs> well, that's not very difficult. Hey. I'm not getting into it. It's I talked really about it Monday. Right. Russell right. Wilson's assistant quarterback, everybody. <laughs> Just deal with it. All right. I'm done with this conversation today. The show went long. We ran out of topics. Well, we didn't run out of topics. We didn't run out of topics. We have topics still to go, but we ran out of time. You guys don't want to talk about and topics. So we will get to the Chiefs' bills more later Mike, on. Mike, you're week. gone next week, right? Yes, I'll be gone next Wednesday. I'm going to a concert, a very, very anticipated concert. So I'll be out of here going to do that for a while so i hope you guys can hold it down not talk too much nba i mean yeah, though when mike is gone it's an nba preview guys yeah, it's like talking about whatever season. we want right it's it's, it's like start the nba season it's like leaving the house and letting the kids run wild jason exactly jason, we don't even have to talk sports when mike's gone we can talk well, whatever we are going to talk about the nba because it's important you guys need to talk about kanye next week sure what about sure. kanye and the what NBA? About kanye? he wants to talk about kanye for what I think I think Kanye is an NBA. Does he like the he likes the NBA? I don't. I think he's like a. a Kyrie Irving. I think I think he said his his. One is of it his Kyrie Irving? One guy. of his, no. One of his know. daughters really likes to play basketball, so he probably is an NBA fan. But we're gonna hit on that next week, guys. It's time to do an NBA preview. I mean, for those of you who might get burned out on football from time to time, there's probably not that very many of you out there, but. Um, for those of you who are sad that baseball's almost over, let's put it that way. We are going to do an NBA preview. Good playoff ball yesterday. Good playoff ball yesterday. All right, guys, let's take it off the air. God damn it. Let's get out of here. So crown Geno Smith. Crown his ass. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching and tuning in to the Sports Buffoons. And we'll be back. Follow everybody. Once again, uh, like, subscribe, follow, of course. Hit us up on the Twitter account. Tell us how stupid we are. And we'd love to respond to that as well as your fantasy questions because Mike over here is number one in the league. So I'm probably the, the main man you want to talk to when it comes to sports betting and fantasy football. That's true. Let's make some so, money. You got to make that money, dude. With all that said, you guys, I'll see y'all cheer. on the next one. We're out. See, see you, guys. Cheater, <laughs>